What's up? I'm Jesse Munro, host of Story Mode, a video game podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Simon Evans and Keelan Simpson to discuss Sony buying up Bungie, Grand Turismo's shiny new look, and how despite some obvious flaws, Pokemon Legends Arceus may be the best game in the series. For more Story Mode, be sure to check out storymodegaming.com and follow us at AUS. Enjoy the show! Somebody know I won't rest until there's some sort of story mode fanfic. <laughs> and you do viewer. Get in contact with us at Story Mode AUS. Tell us who would be the top of the three of us. Fucking hell. <laughs> Keelan's face just looks like he's Keelan's shat face out like- a lemon. <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm kind of hurt. I so I've got this gorgeous new haircut for you. I got a haircut. No one even mentioned my fucking haircut. Jerks. <laughs> but I try. I try so hard. And get come so, so far. far. In the end, didn't even matter. I'm sorry. Guys, okay, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something. We just, we have a new intro song. So, dear listeners who are listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, and all other good podcasting platforms have just heard our new song that we spent all of an hour or so today discussing. Actually, no, it's, it's gone for a little bit. It's gone for a few yeah. days, a bit of back and forth. We had some, uh, we had a, a more of a 20s vibe song, but we landed on, what's what's it called? Facade or something Facade, like that. yeah. Facade, yeah. Facade, yeah. Facade. Now, does it sound like Tim Allen from Home Improvement fame, also as Cocaine Narc fame, <laughs> is in Persona? Did anyone else get a home improvement persona vibe from it? Or is it just me? No, I, I absolutely did. I, I, thousand percent. So after we settled on that song and we'd listened to it a few times, we listened to the whole thing: guitar solo, keyboard solo, second keyboard solo. It was sick. After we listened to that entire thing, I was making dinner, and the whole time I'm just singing the home improvement theme song, going. Oh! So my partner had to tell me <laughs> to stop doing that because it was annoying her. <laughs> It was, it was getting really bad and obnoxious at, at a point. I had to stop. Well, okay. can I have you know that this is a uh, safe area? So if you want to do any of them at any point throughout the show, you are more than welcome to. So. You gotta, I, okay, okay. <laughs> Firstly, we need to just coach you a little bit to get the uh, properly. You gotta, you gotta bring it <clears throat> a little bit from your chest, like uh, uh, I can't do it. You uh, need uh, the, you need the gravel in the back of your throat, uh, like that. It's think- manly, Jesse. Remember how we talked about <laughs> Sully last week and the moustache? That's why I have a moustache, by the way. Okay, for one, Listeners. if you want manly, I'm definitely the wrong person to come to. Secondly, uh? I'm drinking gin right now. If I was drinking like whiskey or scotch or something like that, and maybe had a cigar, maybe. I'd have the right amount of throat damage to be like, uh, like a questioning kangaroo. That- I think you do have to have a bit of, uh, like a little bit of a phlegm or something in the back of your throat as well to help enable the, oh, that, that little. It, 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 I'm, it, I'm gonna, yeah, like, I'm going to ask. If, uh, if COVID has one upside, <laughs> you can definitely do the sound effect from the Home Improvement song. Oh, no. That's it. Um, but Kiel, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask a big favor of you, which is we've got to keep in mind, like going forward, anytime someone does the, oh, Correctly, we've got to get a sound bite of it. I know I, I fucked it. Don't don't even look at me like that, Jesse. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> but we've got to get a sound bite of that, and then at the end of each episode, we do a compilation of all of the best ones. So we're going to do okay. a compilation of me doing the uh, noise. Then yeah, it'll be just you. It, it won't be anybody else. <laughs> of me doing the uh, sound. 
That wasn't very good, that one. No, I had to do it He's quickly. He's like a deer being hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this goes back to, so when we were thinking about what sort of new theme song should we use? And our, our other theme song did us very well, but guys, episode 101 started fresh, started new. New year, new us. Um, In February. We wanted a bit of a different vibe. Eh? Look, whatever. Fuck you and your <laughs> calendars, okay? We, we were checking out some other podcasts and seeing what, you know, what can we rip off? Um, and we came across uh, Jason Schreier's podcast. What's it called? Triple Click. Triple Click. And it's a really, really cool opening opening track. It sounds like a sitcom. So it's like, oh, well, we should have like a sitcom vibe and stuff like that. And then we gave up on that. And then the home improvement came back to us. Yeah. Although I would have been very happy with like a redone version of, you know, the Frasier theme song or the MASH theme song or any number of sitcoms that I won't shut up about in the last 12 months. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, I'd feel sad with a redone version of the MASH theme song. Fair enough. But uh, could you imagine mm. the show with a redone version of the Frasier? Yes. Yeah. Actually, 100% I could. And that would be spectacular. <laughs> uh, okay. When we why did we do that? So 200? We'll, we'll go from there. Mm. We, might, but, we might have to start commissioning someone. Oh, no, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, I'll no, do it, don't I'll say. Perfect. Don't about Just it. what I wanted. Maybe. <laughs> baby. Um, now, look, when we're talking, you know, when we're going through our episode 200 in two years' time or whatever it is, no doubt we'll be talking about just how there's only a few studios that you know roam the wastelands. All the developers have been bought up. The real Mad Max scenario. Getting to the news, Sony has has put forward their idea to buy Bungie again, kind of like the Microsoft deal um, with Activision and Blizzard what, two weeks ago. Now, um, nothing is final yet, but they have definitely put forward their intentions to buy a Bungie for a cheeky three. Point six billion dollars. That's just over five billion Australian. Um, Bungie, the studio who behind you know the original Halo games and now Destiny, this is a studio that can make a fucking FPS. Tell you what. Now this amount, the five billion Australian, a lot of ex- experts are saying that is a a premium. That mm-hmm. is a, a little bit too much for this. What do you guys think of that? I yeah. personally, money. I I don't think they've overpaid. At all, um, and we'll we'll get to we'll get into I guess sort of like a few more of the details about this in a little bit, but there is a very good reason why I think they are willing to pay almost literally top dollar for for Bungie, and Bungie are cool. Like I think Bungie are a pretty fucking good good crew. So I just imagine like all the headhunters and Sony are there, and it's like, look, we need five million dollars. We think you're fucking pretty cool. And Bungie's Bungie execs are there with skateboards and backwards hats and shit. <laughs> that um, couldn't have been any more how do you do, fellow kids, if you had fucking tried. <laughs> <laughs> Bungie, yeah, what do you think? Do you reckon this is too much? Bungie reminds me of all the places that I've worked in the past in that they've got no fucking idea what they're doing and they kind of just make it happen and then squish it all together in the last minute and it turns out pretty good. Um alternatively um they uh screw something up royally but then they fix it uh destiny i think so they are exceptional at one aspect of making games and that is the mechanics of gunplay man they do, do not they, fuck with that, that do is they nail tier. that though 
as we compare that, every goddamn open world game to Breath of the Wild, which we'll get to a little bit later, every all gun mechanics should be compared to Destiny 2. Yes, yeah. Or just the Destiny franchise. Unfortunately, God, agreed. Um, I think that perhaps they uh, overpaid a little bit, but I think there's also a very good reason that Sony overpaid for that. It's because the expertise that Bungie has in um, running um, games as a service, um, it's not very common. There's not a lot out no. there that is uh, doing it on the level that Bungie is doing it with the consistency that they have been doing it for maybe the past four years or so. So um, the price is justified. To, you know, where a lot of that money is going to. Um, you were saying how the importance of this actual team. Sony is doing everything they can to retain this team. One third of that $3.6 billion is going toward retaining talent, retention incentives, which amounts to about a million dollars per staff member. Again, there's all sorts of hoops that they have to go through. That's very good. Mm. I'm quite impressed by that. And it shows like, look, in a year's time, we won't remember this in the same category as as the Activision Blizzard deal because it's not even close to that same sort of deal. It's a very different type of deal. We'll get to that soon. But they'll keep this team. Yeah. They want yeah. this team and they may That's, spread this wealth across, you know, other Sony first parties. I, I really like this move. They they did this solely to get those people. That's yeah. it. They want That's, the people and their knowledge. That is that is exactly what I was saying like before, is that they're not they're not paying for the for the IP that Bungie's that, that Bungie's you know well known for in, in your destinies, um, like they don't don't care about that. They care about the powerhouse of a team that they're getting, and obviously it's not just one development team either. It is you know a large range of staff, and as a result, I think genuinely this will be a really 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 cool move. Bungie now have a parent company to which they obviously have to answer to, but they've also got additional support from. And at the same time, Sony can flex that they have this incredible team to make some use of. You know, if they want to make a, I don't know, Gears of War style game, they can go to Bungie and be like, hey, how do you make the guns feel good? How do you make this feel good? How do you, how do we make that mechanic work? This is happening at a very interesting time. Like we said before, this is about two or so weeks after the massive Activision Blizzard Xbox Microsoft deal. What is it, like $70 billion or whatever. The big player in that whole deal is Call of Duty. And look, in a few years' time, there's a good chance, you know, we'll get a few Call of Duty games that are going to be multi-platform, and then it may just go ex- exclusive um, with, with Microsoft platforms. Sony's now in a good position to make their own you know, massive first-person shooter multiplayer thing. I know Destiny is kind of that, but it's obviously not on the same level as the Call of Duty in regards to sales. They're in a very nice position, but I don't think I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is a re- reaction to that." No, no, it's really these silly. deals take months, if not years. This didn't just happen. The the Blizzard deal apparently has taken about seven, eight months. This hasn't just been like, "Oh shit, we better call Bungie." This has been in the works for for a long time, but I, I think it just it's a bit of a quirk of timing that it's happened in kind of quick succession after that last uh, what's it called acquisition. I've typed the word acquisition like four hundred times this week, and I keep forgetting what it is. Um, 
Plus, it works in their favor. Like, oh, we're about to lose Call of Duty. Possibly, hey, we love Destiny. Well, they still, they they did come out and say, look, we'll keep supporting Destiny multi-platform. So, so what I interesting think, time. What I think is happening here is that Tony recently announced in one of their earnings calls that they are looking to have ten live service games launched across PS5 and PS4 by 2026. That's a lot. A lot. That is a lot. Mm. Uh, Bungie alone is not going to be able to produce 10 games in that time period. But the people that they are getting on board into Sony from Bungie have the expertise to help aid rollout for games like that. So I suspect what they're doing is they're buying up all this top tier talent and then they're taking those people and putting them in charge of different projects at different PlayStation studios. Um, so that they can produce these live service games because that appears to be the strategy that Sony's taking in opposition to Game Pass's uh, strategy of just licensing out a shit ton of games and releasing them on the subscription. going to be individual games which you then subscribe to or perhaps um, spend microtransaction money on. Um, so different model. Interesting. Don't like, don't, don't like it myself, but... It's popular, as proven by games like Call of Duty, uh, games like Fortnite, games like Destiny. Uh, I think as well, um, in the acquisition statement, Sony mentioned about uh, keeping Destiny multi-platform and multimedia. And I think that, Mm. I mean, what what Sony well-known for is like TV and movies, I think, realistically. Uncharted, baby. We could very likely get... What a film (laughs) coming out in cinemas and you, starring Marky Mark Wahlberg. Ugh. Fucking heck. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. Sorry, actually, real quickly, Tom Holland, in an interview, they asked him, if you could make another video game movie, what would it be? My man, he said Jack and Daxter. Yeah. He said he would make an A24 film. That's not how films work. Thomas, <laughs> you should know that. <laughs> but I like, and this will never happen, but I like that people talk about Jack and Daxter again. Daxter, it's a Jack and Daxter summer, baby. Okay? Yeah. Get it right. I'm in for it. Um, but no, because like, obviously Sony, Sony is a massive, you know, multimedia platform, essentially, in their own right. And I think... We could genuinely see maybe like in like an arcane style. Well, I say style. I mean like arcane level pro- like in terms of production TV show or movie. Oh, no, they flat out said or, we're going to help you make films. Like they flat out said we want to turn your your properties into films. So this like there will be a Destiny film, and that could be so fucking cool. Bring back Peter Dinklage as Ghost. I was gonna say, bring back the Dink. <laughs> just bring back the Dink. Put him in a um, like a green suit or something. And just have his face floating. That'd be great. I'm happy That'd be good. That. But like, there's some good actual like vocal talent. I think Lance Reddick's in Destiny. Yeah, you've got Nathan um, Fillion and you as have well. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, you've bring got, him back. You've in. got top tier vocal talent in Destiny. They give great performances. It's just the story is just told in the shittiest way possible in the yeah. game. And it's not a bad story, but it is it is typical bungee. It's full of lots of proper nouns and shit doohickeys that you have to understand and know about. And I don't know, uh, a, a really good, concise, like eight to ten episode run of of um, like an anime style thing, Simon. The more I think about that, the more I'm like, shit, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good yeah, call. You, you guys, man. you guys have watched Arcane, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, I really like it. Okay. Um, I highly yeah, I fucking imagine Dragon Song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I do recommend following through with Arcane because it is one of my favorite series. Like, I have a weird relationship with Netflix at the moment where I'm like, I want to watch all of these things, but also I really can't be fucked watching any of this shit. Simon, apart from Arcane, you have Arcane the same relationship with Netflix me. as everybody on Earth in that case. <laughs> yeah. No, I just mean, I mean, I mean, in the sense that, like, you know, there'll, there'll be like a handful of things, and I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely definitely going to watch this. Like, I'm super hyped, super excited to watch it. I'll watch 20 minutes of the first episode and be like, I'm just going to go play Final Fantasy, then that's it. Uh, so I, I always seem to fail to get. Like the the hook always misses me, um. You know, I'm struggling to go through this. Uh, the Witcher season two, like I'm really struggling to get through that at the moment. I've had I haven't started it yet. I've had some fun with it, like the absolutely some really cool episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is really fun, but I'm not having that taste of like, oh, I want to keep watching everything. But Arcane, I was like, holy shit, let's fucking burn through this. And my partner and I had to sort of restrict ourselves because we watched the first three episodes and we're like, oh, do we watch the next one? I'm like, no, no, no. Let's give it a day and then we'll go back. And then we're like, oh, this is pretty emotionally heavy. Are you are you okay to watch this? And I'm like, no, I am not okay to watch this. Like, I've had a pretty shit day and I do not want the emotional trauma that is Arcane to be piled on top of that. But when we finished it, it was fantastic Good and absolutely worth it. That a Destiny show won't have any story. Um, you have to download the app to understand the whole grimoire aspect of it. And remember when that happened with Destiny One? Sorry, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna bitch about Destiny now. Go as much it. as I love the series, what the fuck's the story? And I know there's all these fuck ups. And when Destiny One came out, that guy left, and they took the music and blah blah blah. They gutted it. But even then, they're like, "Oh, the game's out. Cool. Is there any story in it? Uh, you can download an app. And oh, you can read yeah. the grimoire." I'm like, "No, I don't read books." I won't read your app either, okay? <laughs> I don't know how to read. Fuck if you. I want to, if, hey, look, if I was going to read, I wouldn't be playing video games like a cool kid, okay? <laughs> Fucking dweebs. It was but, shit, Jesse. So, yeah. Do we see... Sony's command said, look, there's going to be more acquisitions. Do you think we're going to see a bunch this year? Do you think, look, the, the floodgates are open and there's all these third-party studios are about to become first-party. It's just a matter of, of time and money. <sighs> I'm reluctantly going to say no because I don't think that would be healthy for the market. Um, I think I think having that, I guess, industry-wide monopolization is, as we all know, pretty fucking bad. Um, and I, I, I just don't know. I actually don't know like who else would Sony acquire. Sony are in a unique position because everyone's like, oh, Microsoft are going to buy Square Enix or Capcom next or whatever. They can't. Like, Japanese law prevents them from doing that. American companies cannot buy out Japanese companies. I However, think there are a bunch of loopholes that they could take advantage of there. In, in theory, yes, but it's, right. it's a massive, massive rigmarole. Whereas Sony, being a Japanese company, stands at a slight advantage there. And who knows, maybe they do buy out. They're going to buy, gonna buy Nintendo, baby. Buy out Konami. Nintendo's got so much fucking money, you have no idea. Like, holy shit. Nintendo is secretly rolling in it. Like, they have so could much money. Could you imagine? They could, they no, could, I, no, they could operate at a loss for now. like, I think it was like 89 years. They could operate Destiny at a loss 3 straight. There's going to be a skin for your ghost. 
to be that little hey listen thing navi navi to be navi to be the best okay that's gonna happen call it now i'll be in for that like killing cold game pass being you know microsoft's next big thing for getting consoles in the next few years no this is mine put it down write down the books episode 101 if you heard it first navi's coming to destiny 3 no i I hate that I agree with uh, Scotsman in the chat, which is buy Konami and give give all of the rights to Konami back to Kojima. As a gift. Yeah, they'll yeah. give it to him and be like, can you please not go do that rumored Microsoft game you're doing? We bought you a gift. <laughs> okay, we have all the old CEOs tied up in a room. Well, we're not looking. Camera's off. We're going to leave the room now. Um, it's soundproof as well, just by coincidence. Let's move on to the next topic. Speaking of Sony, Sony showed off. Their glittering, shiny, shiny, shiny new game. Grand Turismo 7 in a 32-minute-long uh, state of play focused completely on the on the new Polyphony game coming out later this year, I believe. Um, it's been almost 10 years since the last core GT game. We had Sport, wow. but that was multiplayer. Who gives a shit about that? Um, also, 25th anniversary of the uh, series. I didn't realize it'd be wow. nearly 10 years. Yeah, it, uh, neither did I. But yeah, they've had all these like little games that come out that haven't been core titles. Keelan, you're our, our tech expert and our resident car guy. <laughs> kind of, well, more than us. I, I own I, a car. That's the you, thing I mean, that makes me a car guy. I, I also own a car and I had the battery changed today and it started smoking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know so where that puts me in the ring of it. <laughs> Like I used to sell used cars, but that just made me dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, it just yeah. made me a bit of a. I know uh, Keelan's mustache makes me think that he's going to sell me a bit of a dodgy, dodgy car. Oh yeah, or being a porno. Um, Either way, now Keelan, what do you both. think of, of of the state of play? I've got a lot of thoughts about this, but overall, I think I was really impressed by what they've produced and what they showed. It was long. It was very long. Too long, in fact. Um, sure, fair enough. They've got a lot of details to show off about the game, um, but it kind of—I don't know—that makes you that pushes people away. Like, I'm not going to sit and watch a 32-minute-long video. Dense dude. as well. It's super dense. It you, you're talking dense. about you're talking about complicated concepts, and you're describing things that are kind of like not 100% clear unless you are actually playing the game as well, and things that also. I'm not necessarily sure a lot of people care about. Um, but you know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Remember the um, the Sony showcase when they showed up the PS5 headsets and they were going on about like yeah. the shape of the ear canal and blah, blah, blah. The, the head that, transfer like, functions, yeah. Through, yeah, then you realize like, look, sometimes less is more. Yeah. That type of stuff can be written down on on the PlayStation blog. Put it there. Put now, it there. Now, Come on, guys. Now, uh, in defense of that, that was like a thing that was aimed at developers. This is aimed at the public. And yeah, that's true. It's, it's mm. a bit true. A bit strange. But the great thing, I think my favorite thing about this is that they've brought back the, the Gran Turismo campaign mode where you got to get your licenses. you got to do those difficult challenges and stuff to get your licenses. Man, I struggled with that so much in those original games on the PlayStation. It was hard as a kid. And then you've also got your campaign mode where you kind of go and do like um, your races, your championships, your special events, that kind of thing. Um, In addition to that, they've also got this really interesting mode called the Gran Turismo Cafe. Yeah, what the fuck was this? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. It's really strange. Let me tell you a bit of a story. 
So back in the day in the Forza games, the mainline Forza games, which are like the, the proper racing ones, not the open world party festival things, um, the way that Horizon is, they used to have a mode called uh, Forza Vista, which is basically where you go into like a room and there's a high poly model of the car that you want to look at. And you can go up to various points of the car and um, they will tell you interesting facts about the manufacturer or the development of the car or just something like that. And in Forza 5, I think 4 and 5, they had Jeremy Clarkson doing the voiceover. So his characteristic sort of delivery, that kind of thing, that was awesome. It felt like you were watching an episode of Top Gear and he's explaining the history of this car to you. That was brilliant. I loved it. I've got no interest in how fucking Henry Ford subjugated poor people to make cars in his factory and all that shit, you know? No interest in it But our boy, he did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But when Jeremy Clarkson tells me about it, all of a sudden, I'm all ears, you know? That's great. Uh, it looks like Cafe is a similar so concept really quickly, to that. that. was then Jeremy Clarkson. Modern Jeremy Clarkson would probably be like, yes, Henry Ford was a great man for great doing man. it. Yeah. Give us James May. I don't care that the videos will take 10 minutes longer. Give us James May. <laughs> yes, please. I'd love that. Um, instead of James May, they've got a lot of the people who actually worked on designing the cars in uh, that are cool. featured in Gran Turismo. So you go into this kind of cafe thing. You do challenges um like driving based challenges and then you unlock different cars you unlock sort of interviews or just fun little interesting tidbits of information about the cars as well that's fascinating to me that's really weird and unique and like different and it plays to the target market of gran turismo which is car enthusiasts Mm. I was going to say, yeah. they're really trying to split themselves off from Forza, which is their yes. main competitor now, who have never really been able to compete. Forza came into the yes. market and blew them out of the water and Gran Turismo died, essentially, for a while. But this is a game for car enthusiasts. You want to know the history of the car. You want to know where these parts were made, the history of the places, blah, 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 the tracks. Whereas Forza is like your, you want to race. You yeah. want to drive fast. Doesn't matter where these wheels were made. Doesn't matter where the suspension was made. Do you want to drive fast? Interesting. Do you reckon there's mm. a big enough market there? That's the thing. A lot of um, what we saw in the state of play sort of indicates that I guess the Polyphony team believe that that um, Gran Turismo is still the premier experience in uh, console racing games. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, but I also don't agree. Um, I I think that the market for car enthusiasts, like car culture as a whole, has just decreased a lot. Like you just has, you don't yeah. see you don't see that like you did back in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, sorry, showing my age here, but that used to be huge <laughs> when I was a kid. Like it was massive. Like everyone's well, like, "What's your favorite car?" That was yeah. a thing, and that's not a thing anymore. Like with kids at all, it's who's your favorite Fortnite player. Like, you know, people are not interested in this. Fucking how you sounded like skeletal just then in your yeah, age. Yeah, that was. What that you, was who's your bloody favorite Fortnite player? No, there's nothing wrong with car. that. And then, like, favorite car's a Tesla. Have you got fucking shit coin yet? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> all right, that, <laughs> all right there we go. That's, that's, that's Jesse. That's spot on, man. That's fucking spot on. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm just, I'm not sure, like, that the, the market for this game is 
huge. Um, how are you going to get new people in? Seems a bit dense. Well, and it, it's interesting because yeah. they make yeah. a point to say that this is going to be an entry point for players who are not really familiar with racing games. And as somebody who I like my arcade racing games, I've, I've talked to, you know, ad nauseum about burnout, take down stuff like that. Uh, bring back burnout. But <laughs> I've never been a, a, a car simulation simulator game. I've never sim- simulated the car. Um, That's good. <laughs> they haven't really appealed to me because I, you know, I used to play Grand Turismo and I liked the racing part. But when it comes to using this car to get this license on this track, well, I'm like, I don't care about the tedium of that. I wonder what they're going to do to really bring people in. Well, they make well, that appealing. I mean, apart from the graphics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's I'm the interested thing. because of that. If when you I, want, when I initially, ahead. sorry, um, when I initially was watching the state of play, I was like, why the fuck does this look so weird? Like, wh- why isn't this rendering correctly? And then I realized that YouTube, for some reason, the, uh, the auto resolu- resolution, no, down to 480. And it's been doing that on and off for like the past two weeks for like every Mine single too. video. And Mine I'm like, too. what the fuck is going on? Bumped it up to 4K and I'm like, oh, that is, that is some, yeah. that's some good shit right there. Like, holy looks- fuck. That looks incredible. This is along with Demon's Souls, one of like the games that you can showcase your PS5. Yeah, on. yeah, massively like, this so. Is next- this is next gen. That's the one thing about Forza Horizon 5 which disappointed me. Visually, it didn't make me go like, whoa. Well, because like, that was cross Gran wasn't Turismo it? has. Yeah, well, but this is also then, I think this is also cross gen. But the particular palette they went for with Forza, it was very kind of like pop. It was very bright. Like, oh, mm, everything was yeah. overtly bright. And that worked. I mean, that really set the mood for the game. I think the, the, the color palette they went there was to convey a mood. Whereas with. GT, they're going for just add net realism. Things will, you know, be dark. They showed footage of you racing, you know, during a during a storm, and things on the track get dark, and you wouldn't have that enforced because it takes away takes away the party vibe. Yeah, but I, I, I was blown away by the graphics and touching on the weather. The weather dynamics they go on for like five fucking minutes about how storms will generate and cloud formations and air pressure, global wind currents. <laughs> You can see planets Fucking when the stars are out, stuff like that. I'm like, none of this matters, but oh my God, it's beautiful. And I will listen to you talk about it. I I am so pumped by this game purely for, just to see how good it looks on 4K TV. Mm. Plus the photo mode sounds pretty insane. Yeah. Be, um, it's using a thing called Scapes. Basically, you can plonk a car of your choice down in one of, of two and a half thousand different locations. And then you can, you know, mess around with the lighting and, you know, all the regular photo mode things. But that amount of scope, two and a half thousand locations. Um, also, I mean, 400 models of car, 97 tracks, and 34 locations. Game's got a lot, a lot under the hood, as, as you might say. Reviews will say in a few months. <laughs> can, I, can I also shout out to uh, the soundtrack? Um, that's the one thing about the Gran Turismo games, which I think is... People don't acknowledge how freaking amazing the soundtracks have been and how integral the soundtrack is to a racing game as a whole. Um, that The garbage songs off of the first Gran Turismo, it's just the soundtrack of my childhood back then. Holy crap. But we have a track here from Bring Me the Horizon, which plays over 
the um the state of play and it is freaking spectacular it's instrumental and it's just awesome oh my god Real quickly just on this video game um, podcast that we do can we just talk about how Brimmer's Horizon used to be fucking shit and now they're really good yeah. <laughs> right what happened like okay Sempaternal happened with like Chelsea Smile and stuff in it I thought they were doing the worst bands on earth I thought okay. they were a joke like this is like a joke thing like this is horrible Sounds like shit. And then they put out they put out um Sam Paternal, one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. Ollie yeah. and the boys, fans of the show. Well done. Yeah, good work. Clap for you. Yeah. Good on you. Good work. Um but like so I when I watched the uh the state of play at around the the twenty one minute mark, I wrote it down like this song in the background is sick. And then when we got together pre show, we're talking like comparing notes and everything like that. You guys are like, bring the rhythm. Makes sense. <laughs> Killer. Love that. But, uh, now, Simon, I know you want to bring up a point about racing games, and there's a certain racing game you're missing. I want to talk about, like, just really quickly, about racing games as a genre. Remember when it used to be the thing, like, you know, you had your Need for Speed, you had Gran Turismo, you had Midnight Club, you had Ridge Racer, you had all these racing games that came out. Now it feels like there's, like, Two. one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gran Turismo as well. So Gran Turismo and Forza. Yeah, pretty much. What happened? In the case of licensing, like, Look, these games have all the licensing to to real cars. It's what people want. There's no point trying to come in and create your own cars and bullshit. I think I think it's probably there's probably a, a mix of that, plus yep. also um, certain developers, you know, finding their thing that works for them and not wanting to venture out of that because the aforementioned um, Midnight Club games, which I still argue are some of the best racing games available. Just just putting it out there. All right. Um, Rockstar found their thing. They found their open world crime simulators are the best source of money they could ever think of, ever. Guys, and they've given up everything. Else. Rockstar, did you hear, hear the breaking news this week? Oh, the yeah. GTA Six Grand Theft Auto Six is in development. It exists. Whoa! Good job. Yeah, of course it fucking is. Yeah, we've got some trouble about come that on, remaster. On. Yeah, and also to be fair, <laughs> yeah. there, there has been a lot of discussion in uh, like set parts of the community like parts of the subreddit and stuff where everyone's like what the fuck we haven't heard anything keep in mind right the ps2 got three gta games gta 5 got three playstations yeah i don't care i don't give a shit about any of that though <laughs> no. fuck that yeah no, they, no they have announced games in such cool ways in the past remember how they when they did reddit 2 and it was just a red rockstar logo and everyone was guessing for ages even though it was clearly red dead that was great and then they had the silhouette with the seven characters. And it's like, oh, you're going to go between seven different characters. You're going to play out seven different stories. It's going to be something completely revolutionary. And it wasn't in that regard. But still, it was a really cool week when we were all guessing about it. Yeah. Also, sorry, just come back to Midnight Club real quickly. I'm going to call you two out. Keelan Simpson, Simon Evans, calling you out. We've been doing this podcast for 100 episodes. We're doing it for two and a bit years, Okay. And I know I've mentioned Midnight Club before, and I would always ask a question without googling it because apparently I couldn't, I didn't have that power until today. I would say that Midnight Club, I was certain that you had like powers in it, you had like abilities. You're like, no, 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 it's just a street racing game. You guys are fucking liars because I've googled it. You had special abilities in the game. You had aggro, the zone, and the raw. I don't remember the rule. Those sound like flavors of Link's body spray. What the hell does that mean? Or, or like some okay. really weird energy drink. 
The zone allows uh, the the zone ability allows a player to slow down time, giving them extra control over the vehicle. Yeah. The aggro ability allows a player to inflict extra damage upon traffic vehicles without damaging their own vehicle. I don't and remember. The this. roar ability allows a player to emit a powerful shockwave that pushes rivals and traffic out of the way. For years, I've kept saying, I'm like, I can picture this. There was a thing, it was like your subwoofer would explode or whatever, and it would cause a little I, wave that came out and you would destroy other what, cars. What game was I've that been one? Gaslit. I uh, all of them. I'm as far as I'm concerned. I don't I think, think they so. make. I think they appear in two and three. For I can see. But yeah? no, because I've I play like I've played Midnight Club three and I don't like know. I don't know. And the the slowdown time one. Yes, absolutely. Remember that. And then also there was there was the one where it, essentially if you um were behind the one I remember the most is if you were. Streamlining, I, I guess. Listens at home. He is he is panicking. He's been called drafting. out. He's, no, he's, drafting. Thank you. That his was web of lies. Yeah. Has come crumbling like down. If you were he's drafting, if you were drafting behind a car for long enough, you'd essentially get a free nitrous boost. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was always yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that's mm. those are the only two things I distinctly remember. I don't remember being able do to not remember. Do not remember going through traffic, like being able I to imagine. destroy you, you traffic. Call with the anything. fine folk. If you're going to call the fine folk who run the Midnight Club wiki on fandom liars... No, I'm not saying they're you. liars, but... That's on you, but, okay? <laughs> I mean, but, it's not specified which games it, that they're in, is it? Uh, no, two, two, Midnight Club 2, Midnight Club 3, Dub Edition, and Midnight Club Los Angeles. So weird. I, I genuinely hmm. don't remember that at all. Vindicated. Vindicated. Yep, you can have, you can have your vindication. Yeah, that's fine. Bring back fucking Midnight Club, Rockstar. Bring you fucking Club, cowards. Yeah. Fucking bring it back. You it. Bet you won't. Pussies. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Simon, I was going to say, <laughs> Jesus, you're nothing. getting real aggressive, my guy. Holy shit. You really <laughs> want this. A game you see, real aggressive about a game you seemingly know nothing about. I haven't played it for very, for very Shut up, Jesse. Okay? <laughs> 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 I'm right for once. Guys, last week, I won the... Um, Gaming mascot, you know, Actually, of all time. Okay, I won that. I was right this week. Hey, and you twenty twenty two, baby. You didn't win that. Tom Nook was my suggestion. I won overall. Yeah, but I won the argument. So. Yeah, 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 but I won overall because Tom yeah. Nook was yeah. my suggestion. Chat, cancel Simon. Hashtag cancel Simon. No, so, don't, don't cancel Simon. Me. You cancelled. Let's uh, let's call it a, <laughs> a, a, a dual pod- podium finish. You guys both have to share the first place. All right. I'm right. killing it to win, Simon. Yeah. I'll check you. All right. I'm yeah, fine I can, I can, I can. Let's move on <laughs> to the next topic, okay? Because a, a game came out this week. You know games? Yeah, no. You guys know that? Never yeah, heard of well. them. Pokemon Legends Arceus finally dropped. This is a breakaway from the mainline Pokemon games. I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. I'm the only one here who's played it. Mm-hmm. Um, me being sort of a... Somewhat lapsed Pokemon fan. Uh, Simon, you haven't played it yet, but you've watched a lot of Let's Plays. You are a, a burnt and jaded Pokemon fan. Yes, yeah. And Keelan, you don't know too much about this game, and you've always sort of been on the outer with the Pokemon games because they never really appealed to you. So I think I'm very much open to your questions. Um, let me just give you kind of my initial rundown of this game. Pokemon Legends Arceus is the best Pokemon game they have made. By miles, this is the first, when I was a kid and I thought of Pokemon games, kind of like how we were talking about this pre-show, Keelan, I thought of Pokemon games, this is what I thought of. 
Whenever mm-hmm. I thought of what would the open world Pokemon game look like, it was basically this. There are some flaws with it, and I'll get to a moment. It is unrecognizable from your main line Pokemon games. I don't think they could really ever go back to that model. It just... I, I, I have seen the light with this. I'm sinking time to this game like I've never done with the Pokemon game. I'm, I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to explore. I'm excited to talk to people about it. What the old Pokemon games became, it just these really wanky conversations with people about like IV training and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care about this. I, I want to live in the world. I don't care about the meta. I just want to live within this world and enjoy it. And with Arceus, they've taken a lot of, look, they've, they wear their inspiration on their sleeve. It's very Breath of the Wild, which is a comparison I need to stop making with, with games. But it, it feels like that same sort of like breakaway from tradition that Breath of the Wild was with the Zelda franchise. Like, let's try something new. Let's try something bold. While it doesn't obviously hit the same heights, this direction is magnificent. Jesse. Really would enjoy it. I have one main question. Weird one. Can a six, seven-year-old child pick this game up and play it easily? No problems. No problems with aiming, that kind of thing. Remember, motor skills are not good on children. I'm not a child, so I can't tell you. I don't know how well a child's thumbs work, but I'm going <laughs> to guess yes. I, I I don't think it's it's quite forgiving. Um, it's quite forgiving, but the game is actually the most challenging Pokemon game I've played. At the same I've time. heard that it's challenging. All the reviews I read so, say it's hard. Basically, you wake up as you know unnamed person, and you go and help the um. Team Galactic, which I think there's going to be story elements there going forward. I, I'm only probably about 10 hours in, maybe 15. I've been fucking around a lot with it. Um, you go, you go to this town. They have like a survey call. They want to make the first Pokedex. Pokedex being just an encyclopedia of all the Pokemon in the area. So you go out to different areas, kind of like Monster Hunter. You get little zones that you're allowed to go in. As you level up, you get more zones. You go in there and there are wild Pokemon around. Unlike a mainline Pokemon game where you would go through the grass and you get startled and you fight a Pokemon and there's trains everywhere that want to fight you. The Pokemon are out there. They're, they're visible. You are the, you're the one in the grass. You can sneak up on Pokemon now. You can throw a Pokeball at them to catch them. You are the murderer. You, can, you are the murderer. <laughs> um, you, or you can throw out a Pokemon to fight them, to weaken them and then catch them. Um, there are also like a few trainers around, but they're like, I reckon I've, I've had maybe seven battles so far. Not many, and I don't care for like I don't give a shit about that. The battles don't matter in this game, really. It's about the exploration. Uh, you go around, you catch, you know, different Pokemon, different amounts of them. You observe them doing different things, and in doing so, you fill up your Pokedex. Um, the professor, Professor Laverton, I believe his name is the coolest theme song of any Pokemon character ever. I his theme songs are a banger. You showed me. It's um, killer. It's really good. It, it's so yeah, it's yeah. so funky. It's great. He'll kind of review your your Pokedex and your, everything like that. Kind of has the same vibe as when you're at the end of a Pokemon Snap level. Um, he'll review everything you've done. You get points. You can go up ranks and stuff like that. Going up ranks will help you unlock further mi- missions, give you more areas, blah, blah, blah. The areas are... Now, this is my biggest complaint at the moment. A lot of people are bitching about the graphics of the game, which is, you know, a fair call. Miles ahead of other Pokemon games, but still miles behind where they kind of should be. 
I think the biggest, the most detrimental thing isn't so much the graphics of the game, it's the world design. The yeah. world that you're exploring is flat. It's very PS2 era. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, it, 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 it's good and bad. The good part is you can clearly see Pokemon. They have very defined silhouettes around. And I, I, I like that, being somebody who's got really, really bad eyesight. But I <laughs> wish, again, going back to Breath of the Wild, in that game, you could, you know, you turn a corner and there's a cave you can explore and there's crystals in there and there's all sorts of crazy, interesting things. You know, I, I could go one direction and then I could come back after an hour and I can tell you guys a full breakdown of everything I saw. It's incredible, okay? This doesn't have that. It, it, it makes you want to explore as much as possible to find different Pokemon, but there's no landmarks. There's nothing satisfying to look at. And there are moments where the graphics are okay. And I think that'd be a lot, I'd be a lot more forgiving of the graphics if there were landmarks and things to kind of please the eye in a, in a different way. It's just, this is interesting. It doesn't look realistic, but it is interesting to look at. Um, and that flatness and grayness of these, uh, these flat as fuck textures everywhere. Mm. Yeah. They hurt because they take away from the Pokemon, the Pokemon living, like, living their lives is incredible. I know we've, we've talked about how bad the um, animations have been of the last few games. They're like good in this, not mind blowing, but they're good. And the Pokemon interact with each other. You can, you know, I have, I have six Pokemon. You throw all the balls out, they all jump out and they'll interact with each other. Like I saw a video of somebody who had a Mr. Mime with their team for some perverted reason. And all the Pokemon go around the circle and he's doing a show for him. <laughs> and they all clap at the end. I'm like, that's fucking That adorable. is, that's what really cool. I love that. Holy shit. Um, I hadn't seen if that. you sneak up on a pseudo widow, which is like a tree man, and you startle him, he will pretend to be a tree so you don't see him. It's these little touches. I'm like, wow. Like, this is a very, very positive step to the Pokemon games that we've all dreamt of. But this mm. is the step they need to take, and fuck, it's bold, and it worked. I'm I'm gonna sort of interject a bit here. I don't think it's that bold. I think this is exactly what we've been asking for, and what what Pokemon was promised to be very early on is you know it's this mm. living, breathing world full of these awesome creatures that can like in in the truest sense of the word awesome, like you know that can do all of these crazy things. And it's like yeah, cool. I want that. I want that in a game. Give that to me in a game. And they've stuck with the same shitty formula for way too fucking long. And that's finally, why it's bold, because they finally listened. Finally, they were like, oh, actually, actually, we might be able to make some money if we pay attention to people. But, you know. <laughs> and so, actually, Sorry, just when you're on money, though, I do actually have the stats here. Yeah, because um, this is After like one the, week, mm. 6.5 million units sold. Yeah. Um, it's outsold Sword and Shield and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which had both had 6 million. Also outsold um, Smash Ultimate, which surprised me, which only sold 5 wow. million the first week. Yeah, really, really surprising that that doesn't surprise me. So keep in mind that again, I know I know I repeat this a lot, but Pokemon is literally the most profitable franchise in the world. Yeah, so it's it's got that staying power. Like there's absolutely like again because of the fact this is a newer game. Like this is something that is slightly different. You've got the old burned, disillusioned fans such as myself who are looking at it and going, I mean, yeah, oh shit." I might actually pick this up because I, I actually think I might. Like, this is a game I'm like, oh, I might might grab it, you know, at some point during this week and give it a whirl because it looks like it's going to be 
not exactly what I want, but it's going to be what Pokemon <clears throat> should have been 10 years ago. So, I've seen this described as Game of the Year 2011. Yeah. I think that's been, if this came out if this came out 10 years ago, it would be Game of the Year yeah. easily. And it, there's a lot of mechanics in there that are, are very dated. Simon, I think you'll enjoy this because there is a lot of Monster Hunter DNA in this. A lot more than I expected. Yeah, I've... With like your resource <laughs> gathering, going back to your camps. Some of these monsters are terrifying, so... Yeah, I've seen... Um, I to the story. People roll, there, like, yeah. dodge rolling out of, like, hyper beam blasts and shit. Fired from a Gyarados nice. off in the coast somewhere. So there mental. are some uh, Pokemon that are, are they're, like, in a fury state. Okay, so they've got these red eyes, they'll come chase you down. You also have some Pokemon that are just large, that are just bigger than usual. And they're quite fun to see. I was near a swamp. I was playing earlier today. I was near a swamp, and I was trying to catch a... Um, What's the, the little hippo? Um, hip hop, hip hop anonymous, whatever it is. Hippopotus. Hippopotus or whatever, whatever hippo, little hippo, little baby hippo. Try to catch a little baby hippo, baby hippo, okay. And I, I accidentally killed it with a haunt. I ate ate its soul or whatever, and it disappears. And then all you hear behind me is turn around. There's a hippodon, hippodon, which is the evolved form, but a large version with these glowing red eyes charging out of a swamp, mouth open, like big enough to swallow me in one because Pokemon are a lot bigger than you think. And I've actually screamed. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Terrifying. There are, one of the best videos I've seen so far is um, somebody's fighting a one of these fury, I'm just going to call them haunted, one of these haunted, uh, it was a Rapidash. There's a Rapidash in the, in the first area. It's like a level 40 Rapidash. And it kills all those Pokemon and then it just, like the head just snaps back and looks at him and just stares him with his red eyes because Pokemon will attack you in the wild. Yeah, and you can die? Question mark. You can get you get you get messed up and you drop you drop your satchel and people online can pick up your satchel and return stuff. It's like yeah, I can't get this shit about that. Just don't die, don't die. Um, it's quite terrifying when you have a few Pokemon chasing you. It's a really cool feeling that. And not something that I thought they'd go too in depth with. But mm. I know there's um, there's a few mechanics that the game makes use of your Pokemon in a more, I guess, sort of natural way. Like I know there are like these boulders or these rocks that block your path, and you can crack them open with any Pokemon. Like you, you don't so, need to sit there and teach your Pokemon <laughs> fucking rock smash and walk up to the small boulder that's you know the size of a slightly enlarged dumpling. And make your make your matchup punch it hard enough to break it. You can just throw the Pokeball at it. Whatever Pokemon comes out, just headbutts right, it. Okay, yeah. look, done. Cool. And now you can move. It's same with like trees. So you see trees that have fruit in it. You throw a Pokemon at it, that will hit the tree and the fruit will come down. They'll collect it for you. Yeah. You're not having to teach. It's actually a really cool element I've not seen spoken about more is you level up your Pokemon in the usual ways, but they'll just learn moves on their own. Like they'll always have the best moves. They won't automatically evolve. You actually select them. And the evolution uh, animation is very, very cool. But you actually select them to evolve them when you want, when you're ready. Mm. Um, I think part of that is also, unlike other games, you couldn't really go up to somebody and say, hey, what's your team of six? Because you're always having to do different um, tasks with these Pokemon, to, to fill the Pokedex, you constantly have to rotate who you're using. Mm. And it's really cool. 
Like I, I kind of have a few that I stick with. Like I just got my Typhlosion, my sweet boy. Um, and I'll be keeping him till the day I die. But Question everyone though, else has, has rotated through my team. What drugs has your Typhlosion taken? I love him. <laughs> I love him. People were way too harsh on some of these new designs. Like everyone's like, oh, Typhlosion looks shit. It's like, yeah, because he doesn't have his fire out. Have you seen him? Even the old design looks shit without the fire. He doesn't get yeah. a, a, a slippery ferret. Yes. Which is what now he is. he's just stoned off his tits. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's a few, a few things that I'm interested in about like law wise as well in terms of because this is you know set way back when you know antiquity, etc. Um, and so, what happened to half of these Pokemon that we've never seen before? Keep in mind that this Hunted to extinction that this this region is known as eventually comes to be known as the Sinnoh region. So this is the same place where you know Diamond and Pearl are set. The games that we've recently just had remakes of. Um, so there is already some foundation and some law in the region. So what happened to these Pokemon, and what happened to these weird evolutions of? You know, the start of Pokemon. What happened to the the weird Decidueye, which is fighting type? What happened to the weird Typhlosion that is very Rehab. high on a couple too many weed brownies? Like, what, what's going on? Well, the cool thing is, though, like, I don't know the lore that much um, from the Sinnoh games, but apparently a lot of the characters in Legends Arceus are relatives. Yeah, off, yeah, they, right? they they look at it. Characters, and you, you know, they'll say something or they'll do something or they'll have, like I said, a name or whatever. I like that. I like that. It's a nice little touch for, like, you know, more diehard fans. I don't care. Give a shit about that. All I want characters in this game to do is shut the fuck up. Because mm. a big complaint I have is the amount of dialogue in this game. Holy shit. For one, can we get a, uh, some some voice acting in these goddamn games? Please, please, what please. Is, what's the dialogue about? What are they talking? What could they possibly have to say that's interesting? Oh, they're talking about the lore of the Sinnoh region and, you know, this great calamity in the sky and the thunder and the lords of different areas. Look, it, that the story's sounds actually like it could not be could. It's not awful, but there's just a lot of dialogue. And oh, when you're man. just like, Shut up, shut up. You've told me that I can go to a new region and now I have to listen to you talk for 10 minutes? No, let me go to this new region. Fuck's sake. Um, also, something I really like in this one as well, the side quest. Mm. It's really unusual for a Pokemon game. I, I've got so many side quests. People you know, people asking you about like, hey, I, I saw this Pokemon. Like I, I, I make clothes, for example. I've heard stories about this beautiful Pokemon. Can you catch, catch one? Bring it back to me so I can look at it, do some sketches. And I'll design more clothes. I'm like, that's cool. It has like a real world reason behind it. I, I don't know. This this game just, it's so fundamentally different to the other Pokemon games that I've played. I've, I, I'm, I'm enamored with it. You see, I've, I've watched enough footage to know that I will never play this game. Nope, not no. for me. But um, like you said earlier, Jesse, this is the, the Pokemon game that I imagined in 1996, you know? Like, what could games be in the future? What would a Pokemon game look like? It's literally this. It was literally this exact picture with... Same graphics the, the, back then as well. Yeah. yeah, no, like, seriously. Just walking through the grass and actually throwing balls at 3D Pokemon and stuff like that. That's amazing. They have weak areas in this very, like, 
immediately, obviously, like when you look at the game, there's a major weakness and that's the, the visual design. Like it's just, it's bad. It's unfortunately, yeah. it's just straight up bad. Um, the character models look fine. Um, the Pokemon look good. Like it's, it's a cartoon style. It looks all right. But like you said, Jesse, that's such Land. a red flag for me. The, the whole thing is about exploring this world. And when the world looks the way it does, like I do not want to spend time in it. So what I'm hoping is that the games that follow up in this hopefully spin-off series will have improved visual design, maybe some modernized and streamlined mechanics and stuff as well. I'm very interested to see. So th- this will be a, a spin-off series. I imagine they'll do Pokemon Legends and a Moltres or whatever. You know, you find out about the different areas and stuff. I- I'd be I'll be all up for that. Different times. Give me one in the fucking future or something. I don't know. Um, oh yeah. That's but then you have you still have your mainline games. They're going to have to change and react yeah. to the fans. Absolutely, fans are loving this game. The the reaction to this has been more, way more positive than I expected it to be. They can't go back to just the same old bullshit that people were so goddamn tired of. Like it's it just like little things, like the the battles you have with Pokemon happen where they start. It doesn't yeah. go to some sort of floating arena in the sky kind of thing. It's a full 3D battle. You can walk around. You could step in front of a hyper beam. You're going to get, get knocked in your ass. But it's so cool. Like you can seeing, I almost wish this game had a photo mode, but then again, I realize why it doesn't because it looks like shit. Yeah. But getting cool dynamic shots of, of uh, Pokemon is essential to the next Legends game. They need to have a photo mode in that. I think I'm liking it, guys. I think part of the problem is that Pokemon, as a like game freak, have sort of put themselves into this weird corner because they've had really cool spin-offs in the past. The Pokemon Ranger spin-off franchise it was awesome. It didn't perform fantastically in terms of retail, but it was funny. It was clever. It was quite fun and you know decently engaging. And yet it died off, you know, halfway through the DS's lifespan. And I'm concerned that they're, they're not going to learn that, hey, something fresh, something new, something exciting is how you keep everyone talking about this stuff positively. Because the amount of hate and, you know, angry shit that was said when Sword and Shield released, some of which perfectly justifiable, some of which was, you know, a bit too far it's it's one of those things like you've, you've got to really take into account now that you've set a new standard you're making people go oh shit this is really cool i want more of that also by using arceus as the starting one like legends arceus arceus is god in terms of pokemon mythology he is literally god it is the one that created everything so what are you going to do next like new I don't know. Yeah, why not? But like, why not? Why? Why can't it be? Does any of the other I just mean like you're you're starting from literal god and working your way down. It's eh, eh. And look, in Assassin's Creed Three, I fought the Pope. I haven't fought any other holy men since of that stature. I fought the Pope in real life, but you know, I fought the Pope and the Pope won. Oh yes, he did. No, I've got I've got no problem with that starting off point. I think it makes makes sense. You can tell other just small stories. The, the Arceus or Arceus or however you want to pronounce it 
doesn't matter in this game. It just mm. answer, it just uh, justifies the ends justify the means. That's what I'm trying to say. Who gives a shit about it? I'm just there to capture 300 parasects, terrifying monsters. Yeah. Parasect, not parasects. Delicious. Oh. <laughs> they are basically say. just giant mushrooms. So. Um. I yeah, no, highly, highly recommend this as somebody who's very, very tired of Pokemon games. I'm very happy with this. I, I, I needed this to be not shit. A reimagining and just not shit, basically. I need to it not to it could be tedious. Mm. It has moments of tedium, but running around the open fields is something like as soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna go play it. I haven't felt that way about a Pokemon game since Blue. <laughs> And because I was a kid, I, I just didn't know any better. Yeah, I, it, yeah. It's it's. I don't know. I think again, it's just one of those things. The world design, I think, is the biggest recurring complaint I've seen from people. Um, also, the draw distance in the game is really abysmal in terms of like some of the finer details, like grass and stuff like that. A lot of it pops in when you're literally a couple of meters away, and it looks pretty bad and pretty janky. Um, but you know that aside. The concept, I, if if this if this came out as like a demo, like a proof of concept demo, awesome! Like you couldn't have asked for anything better. But the fact that this is a full game does still leave a bit to be desired. Play it first, yeah, no. play it first before you make the call. <laughs> but I, I I just think you know it. As with a lot of things that Game Freak release, could just do with that bit more, a little bit more polish. Oh yeah, and 100%. I think just, just- I think Game Freak need to need to reassess their development cycle. Because they're trying, they're trying to release a game every single year, and it shows. Because a lot of this stuff looks kind of weak, and if they have another couple of years of development time to polish all of these things up and you know fix some of the bigger issues, some of the systematic issues in Pokemon games as a whole, then you've completely rejuvenated the franchise and can keep the mainline Pokemon games going until eternity. You know, they'll make they'll make game of the year twenty sixteen. Oh, that's, on up. Yeah. that's a big call. It's a big year, that one. Yeah. Um, but like I said before, I want to go play more Pokemon. So let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this one up, eh? So if you want to listen to more of our bullshit, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review. We're also on all other good podcasting platforms. I'm not going to name them all. I don't, we don't have the time for that. But while you're there, make sure, make sure you search fan critical podcasts as well they help keep our metaphorical metaphorical lights on um, and they have a whole gamut of brilliant shows to check out of course we've got storymodegaming.com go check that out we've got news and reviews I think we've got a seafood review in the works at the moment uh, it, it, it's review season baby um, of course if you want to follow us on social media we're at storymodeaus that's Facebook Twitter and Instagram of course we're on Twitch at storymodeaus where you can check out these podcast being recorded live every week plus with our whole new crew of story mode peeps uh, we have basically nightly streams now so go check us out go give us a follow tell your friends about it and of course we're on patreon as well so if you want to tuck a couple of bucks our way you get access to a bunch of bonus goodies just search for fan critical but simon keelan always a pleasure lads thank, thank you, you. It, was, it was in time well done um, and thanks everyone everyone listening everyone in the chat everyone listening everyone at home everyone playing games stay safe play some more games and we'll catch you next week 
Bye. 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 Whoa. I know, I, I fucked it.